The Holler Kings, where the horrors southern fried. Hello, it's me, Craig. And it's me, Adam. And we're the Holler Kings. The motherfucking Holler Kings. It's true. You know, I, I, I meant to say this earlier. Have you ever seen Mad Men? No, I haven't. In Mad Men, like, before we record, I feel like Don Draper from Mad Men. <laughs> really? Because, yeah, like, I get up early. I do, like, the last of my research and kind of get my materials together and yeah. set up the microphones. And, you know, it's like this very creative, like, ha, you know, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm out and doing it. And then, like, a good 30 minutes before you get here... I lay down on the couch and just relax really? and just kind of let my, my thoughts kind of like, you know, kind of sink in or whatever. Yeah. And I feel very much like Don Draper, the main character of Mad Men would do that a lot. Really? He'd be all like in his office, just laying down on his couch. Uh-huh. And like, that's kind of how I feel sometimes. Right. Right before you hit that doorbell, I'm like in that Don Draper zone. Yeah. <laughs> of just like, we're going to talk about, uh, <laughs> We're gonna talk about uh, squirm. Yeah. <laughs> what I got? What do I have to say about squirm? He's the warm face now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, squirm is gonna come up repeatedly. For sure. I, that was that was like a, a new touchstone of my life. So. Yeah. Uh, but today we're gonna do something a little different. What movie are we gonna review? We ain't doing <laughs> oh, a movie. Shit. We ain't doing a movie. We're we're going to discuss creepy country music. Creepy country music. We're, we're going to talk about spooky country, and we each have five entries we're going to bring to the table and talk about. And uh, I do want to point out, uh, if, you, if you're if you a lis- listener, you may have picked up on this or heard us say it previously, but Adam, <laughs> he's quoted as saying, fuck country music. <laughs> Adam, was, Adam, you don't like country music? That was verbatim. Uh, no, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. Like, it's weird because I grew up on country. Mm. Like, well, I, I, I kind of grew up, you know, especially, you know, when you're younger, you kind of are at the mercy of your parents. So I grew up on, like, country music and then, like, a lot of, like, 60s and 70s rock and stuff like that. So that was... And then, of course, you know, you had, like, Casey Case on Top 40 on Sundays. Sure, yeah. Like, I have so many memories of, like going to church and back from church listening to the top 40. <laughs> so, yeah, some new music. But, like, my dad was a big, like, you know, he grew up listening to, you know, Beatles, Zeppelin, mm. uh, Ozzy, Black Sabbath, you know, all that type of stuff. And my mom was a country fan. So it was definitely a part of my childhood, but I just don't have that much of a taste for well, it now. I feel like it's only natural because my parents like country music and I do feel like it's very natural to like rebel against your parents, even if it's not mm-hmm. in a vicious, vicious way. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of what happened to me as a young, like preteen and teenager. I gravitated towards grunge and punk rock and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I totally grew up with eighties and nineties country music. Oh, for and, sure. I mean, I, I definitely as an adult really appreciate stuff like Keith Whitley and Dwight Yoakam yeah, uh, you know, kind of mainstream '80s stuff. Yeah, but uh, as I get older, I, I kind of rediscovered 
uh, like old school country. So, so I'm a pretty big fan of like Hank Williams mm. senior and, uh, kind of the fifties sounding country, like forties and fifties. I uh, really enjoy that stuff. Were you get into that like outlaw country? Type yeah, well, stuff? in the seventies. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's great. Like Waylon Jennings and Merle Haggard, those guys, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely have an affinity towards all that stuff. Have you ever, do you do, watch a lot of stand-up? No, not really, okay. but... Yeah. Have you ever heard of Bo Burnham? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. He has a, he has a um, part of his stand-up where he does this song called Country country Song. Yeah. And it's him, like, shitting on modern country music. Right. And how it's just, like, use the verbiage of, you know, saying stuff about, like, red tractors and all right. this type of stuff, so... Where instead of people actually telling their stories, you got a bunch of millionaire metrosexuals who've never done a hard day's work in their lives, but they figured out the words and the phrases they can use to pander to their audience, and they list the same words and phrases off sort of mad lib style in every song, raking in millions of dollars from actual working class people. You know the words, you know the phrases, phrases like a dirt road, a cold beer, a blue jeans, a red pickup. A rural noun, simple adjective. But I, I do like, there is some modern country and um, country adjacent stuff because I love Lucero. which is more like Southern rock, I guess. They're based out of Memphis. Jason Isbell, uh, you know, he's kind of a modern guy that I like and everything. Yeah, I don't really gravitate towards a lot of modern country. That being said, <laughs> what what are some of our favorite spooky country songs? Yeah, um, I so I guess we should preface this with this isn't us saying these are the best songs ever or anything like that. And some of mine probably maybe some people wouldn't consider country, just songs that have or you know the songs that have a creepy. Or not creepy, sorry. Songs that just have a southern vibe to me. Yeah. Uh, so it's all personal preference and all that. And, and but um, these are favorites, not best. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely personal taste. And yeah. even as favorites, uh, you asked me next week, and it could change. Oh yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, I went back and forth on some of these, but uh, <laughs> like if you have one and I have one on the same list, yeah, we'll kind of save. Like if you say it, but it's higher on my list, we'll kind of save it. Okay. You know. Works for me. Yeah. What, what's your number five? My number five, uh, which I didn't actually really number these, but I guess I'll just kind of go in order of what I have them in. Uh, number five I have, or do you want me to play it? Yeah, t- t- say what it is and then play a okay. little bit for me. We'll, um, just so I get a feel of it if I don't know for what it is. number five, I have uh, Little Big Town Bones. Little Big Town. That's a modern song, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Let's hear it. You got bones in your closet. Your 
So how recent is this? Sometime in the, I don't know the exact year, but it, it was in the 2000s yeah. for sure. Nice. Why'd you pick this one? Um, honestly, because, <laughs> I don't, were you a huge fan of, or a fan at all of True Blood? Oh yeah, I watched okay. it. Yeah. I was obsessed with it. I loved, absolutely loved it. And I got pulled so many music and that was one of the songs that was featured. Cause like at the end of every episode, they'd have like some oh. sort of like country song. And that was uh, one of them. And I just love that kind of tone of like all of them together. And it just, it kind of always stuck with me and became a favorite of mine. So yeah, it was really true. Blood, Cause I'd never even heard of it before then. Yeah. So true blood kind of drew that in for me. That's cool. It sounds a little Fleetwood Mac-ish to me. I was going to point that out because a lot of people reference and say it sounds a lot like Fleetwood Mac's The Chain. Yeah. And it it does have like a the same kind of cadence to it and all that. It makes it very cinematic though. I can see how it marry with like you know visuals and everything. For sure. Uh, Lyrically how is it creepy? I guess we're talking about bones. Um, Yeah I guess just that I I guess it's just more the association with True Blood to it that does it for me. But there is that kind of like the whole bones in your closet and you know things like that that kind of makes it a little creepy but it's more the association with true blood i think that's cool it's cool that you picked a more modern country thing too because i I was worried about that going into this that we would just not even touch anything recent so that's cool (laughs) what's your number five my number five it's a little little more obscure and it's one i I think i mentioned on half-ass horrorcast before but i had to include it here and uh that's the ghost song by salty holmes this is from uh, 1954, so this is old school. I'll play a little bit. Now on a dark and stormy night, not a star was in sight. In a graveyard by a church way up on the hill. <laughs> well, the ghost come out to play, and then the thought I heard one say, I've got you. I'll keep you. I'll always will. Man, I, man, I really like that. What was that? <laughs> Salty Holmes. Salty it's, Holmes. It's called the Ghost Song. I'm all, all to, already a fan of this dude. <laughs> he's he's a really good harmonica player, and yeah. um, Holmes is actually Southern too. He's from Kentucky, and he was a songwriter of this. So you know, even though it's kind of it's. A couple of mine are like borderline novelty songs. Uh-huh. Actually, one of them really is a novelty song. This one's like, you mean like kind of like monster mash? Yeah, they're, they're a little thing. bit like uh, yeah. like tongue in cheek and fun. And this this is partly that that way, right? With all the different voices mm-hmm. and he's playing different parts and it's telling a story. But if lyrically, it, it's it's a really cool song. It's like about generational guilt because he's in a graveyard. And a ghost recognizes him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Are you the one that shot my great grandpa?" So it's kind of like you know this character that's telling the story is like suffering generational guilt, right? Something that his forefather did right. to this ghost. It's coming back to him, you know, so it's, it's kind of a cool, like, even though it's a fun, yeah. like, you know, almost kid-friendly Halloween song in some ways, it's also kind of layered in a way where you can appreciate it as an mm-hmm. adult, I thought. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's a really cool guy to look up. What's crazy is his catalog isn't really on iTunes. It's not available on Apple Music because I was creating a playlist for this so I could, you know, show you the music or play you the music. 
and I had to go to YouTube really? to, to find a, a clip of it. So it's a little bit, you have to dig around a little bit for his stuff, but he was huge in the fifties. I mean, he's a, you know, kind of Hallmark guy, harmonica player and songwriter. Man, and it's probably one of his biggest hits. Man, but, I, I love yeah. the whole vibe of that song. That was great. <laughs> cool. Uh, so that, again, that was uh, the ghost song by Salty Holmes. Number four. Number four. Um, you know this song. Everybody knows what this is song. It? Garth Brooks, The Thunder Rolls. Oh, shit. I came close to putting this one really? on, too. Yeah, really? I didn't make the yeah. list, but I came close. Yeah. The city's looking like a ghost town on a moonless summer night. Raindrops on the windshield, there's a storm moving in. He's heading back from somewhere that he never should have been. And the thunder rolls. And the thunder rolls. I mean, it's one that always felt creepy to me growing up. Yeah. Like, just the... The tone of it, the melodic nature of it, the thunder and light. Well, I mean, you don't hear lightning, but <laughs> you <laughs> visualize with, it when yeah, you listen, yeah. though, yeah. But <clears throat> it was one that always felt creepy to me. And, you know, talking about love going cold and all this. And, yeah, it was definitely one that always stood out to me. So when when you first said this, that was one of the first ones I thought of was the thunder rolls. Well, and I remember you might be a hair too young to remember, but, like, the music video was super controversial when it yeah, came out because yeah. it this is obviously about domestic abuse right. and uh violence and everything it's re really graphic for the era uh -huh. although country music has a litany of songs like this back right. old school yeah. songs but this was a mainstream huge artist and this was like one of his like on the cusp of some of his biggest hits was mm -hmm. this like very dark you know song about murder basically and domestic abuse and uh, I remember Garth Brooks in the video plays the abuser, like he is literally the man, the you know the the main heavy of the really yeah. Like I I vaguely remember all that, but it, I mean I didn't have like c cable growing up, so I didn't mm. see a lot of music videos. So I remember there being a controversy to it, but I don't think I ever watched the. <laughs> it was a big deal, and it's like one of the early instances of. Uh, he plays like a character and he like wears a wig and he has like facial hair and it's, it's almost like kind of silly. Is you know? going like Chris G it's, it's like, with it? It's like a prototype maybe yeah. of like, I can be different people. Yeah. I, I, I'm not just I can Garth do Brooks. A, I can do a whole another <laughs> album and it'll be just as su successful. I really want to be a pop artist. This is how I do it. Nowadays, people <laughs> just become pop patch. artists. Yeah. It's like he was embarrassed and didn't want to admit. Yeah. I now everybody kind of just stretches across right, all just genres. Just do whatever they want. But yeah. I guess at the time, yeah, it was a little bit. I never took, I never noticed any like domestic violence elements to it. Yeah. When, you know, I mean, it just sounded like someone was cheating on somebody. Right, right. But, I mean, it's still. And, and then she fucking murders him for it. <laughs> that, that is true, yeah. Uh, originally, this was covered by Tanya Tucker. Oh, it was her song first? Yeah. From I what know I, that. From what I understand, it was wow. hers. And she, she had like, because I know. Like the main Thunder Roll Rolls never had like the final verse in it, like in radio and stuff, where she grad goes to get the gun and murders him. But yeah, like Tanya Tucker when she originally did it, and I, I don't think I think the reason it ended up being it was shelved and it didn't make it on their album or something. I don't know. It's a little foggy on it, huh. but she had the original verse on there too at first, where 
you know, he get, she gets a gun and murders him. It, so. it, to me, it makes sense that a female artist would yeah. be the one that actually sees very, it. It's very yeah. from the female perspective. Mm-hmm. He reaches for the pistol in the bottom dresser drawer. The lady in the mirror says, he won't do this again. This'll be the last night that I wonder where he's been. My number four, uh, this this is one that's also widely known, and that's uh, Delilah's Gone. Delia's I'm, Gone, excuse me. Delia's Gone. I said Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, Delia. Delilah. <laughs> yeah, that's what, uh, in my head. Uh, Delia's Gone. This is uh, uh-huh. you know, popularized by Johnny Cash. Yeah. You know this one? I'm, I'm, from, I'm vaguely familiar so with it. This is one that he recorded originally in the 60s, yeah. and it was you know a moderate hit, because I mean, he, he played it like on... On his TV show back in the day, he would have a love song segment, and he jokingly exactly. played this as his love song uh, segment. Really? He was all like, "Here's a love song for you," and then he just like it's straight up a murder song. It's yeah. like a country mur- murder ballad, which there's a rich history of that in country music. But it's straight up a guy describing how he, you know, killed his lover, yeah, and uh, how it haunts him. First time I shot her, I shot her in the side. Hard to watch her suffer, but with the second shot she died. Delia's gone, one more round, Delia's gone. And he famously re-recorded it in the 90s as an older guy uh-huh. with Rick Rubin. Uh, was, uh, it was on his American Classics album. Was you, can, written... you can never go wrong with Johnny Cash, yeah. man. And he's an original. He's also from Arkansas. I don't, yeah. I don't think I really need to state his uh, southern credentials, but... Uh, and the songwriters are uh, Dick Troops and Carl Silbersdorf. <laughs> uh, so so he, this is a case where a lot of country music artists don't write their own material. Right, yeah, you know, yeah. But he, he, he always makes his, his own, even For sure. like famously with Hurt, you yeah, know, Trent definitely. Reznor. I mean, he, like Trent Reznor literally said, this is now his song. Like, yeah. I don't, I, this isn't really my song anymore. But yeah, just uh, you can't go wrong with a country murder ballad. No, it's 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 a good stuff. <laughs> For so, sure. Yeah, definitely definitely worth checking out. Number three uh, is the band, the Dead South. Have you heard of them? No. Okay. It's great great title. Yeah, it's it's good. And this is a song called uh, "In Hell I'll Be in Good Company." Oh, yeah, I so, like it. Here it is. I see my redhead mess bed, tear shed, queen be my squeeze. The stage smells, tells, hells, bells, miss spells, knocks me on my knees. It didn't hurt, flirt, blood, squirt, stuff, shirt like me on a tree. After I count down three rounds in hell, I'll be in good company. So that's, that's, that's terrific. I love yeah. that. That's really cool. Yeah, that was one that came on my radar again it was one of those things that just kind of popped up on youtube and i was like the dead south clicked on it and i was won over immediately i was like oh man i love this this." pretty modern is this yeah yeah yeah. it's only i mean i don't know the exact year but i'd say maybe seven eight years old i would think Nice. So. It, it had a drive-by truckers feel to it. Yeah. Are you familiar with them? A little bit. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like Southern rock, but yeah. with like cool, like, 
I like the banjo. You, know, you almost got some like in. bluegrass yeah, type stuff yeah, going yeah. on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, he's talking about dead wife and there's talk later, you know, of blood and all this other stuff. So it has a definitely a creepy vibe to it and it just has a cool, like, bluegrassy feel to it. Nice. That's, that's definitely and, one I'll check out. Yeah, dead for South. sure. Yeah. Yeah. They just recently released a bunch of covers. Like, they did a cover of System of a Down's Chop Suey. Oh, fun. Was, and they, they did some other ones. I forget the other ones. They I think they did a... I think they did a corn cover as well i don't know they did a bunch of different covers i'm not for sure but i don't even think they're from the south uh-huh. i think I, I i mean i'd have to look it up to be for sure but i think they're from canada Ooh, well, but well, i mean you know a lot, a lot of rural areas in canada i mean that's maybe true that's, there, you know, there is a lot of country in canada and that's crossover for sure. a little bit I could be completely wrong. I loved wrong. it though. I yeah. mean, no, no, no shade about not being. Southerners. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's they really they cool. definitely embody it really. Like their sound is great. Yeah, so nice, great pick. The Dead South. What was the song called again? In Hell I'll Be in Good Company. Excellent. I like it. My number three is an official novelty song. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going there. Let's do it. This is uh, Buck Owens. Okay. Who, who I'm a huge fan of. I love yeah, Buck sure. Owens and Dwight Yoakam, that, that kind of sound. Uh-huh. The song is called It's a Monster's Holiday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. That yeah. was good. Is it? That feels like the perfect song to play, like during Halloween, instead of listening to Monster Match for the umpteenth fucking time. Yeah, I like that. Hundred percent agree. And and I, I like the Monster Mash. <laughs> I do I, too. I, I don't. I don't mean to just throw it under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. No. For sure. But I I love that this works as a country song. Uh, like it sounds like a '70s country yeah, song. Definitely. Like it has that 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 rhythm and the backing and his vocals. It, it's. And lyrically, I love how it opens because he, he includes every Universal Monster, you know, straight yeah. up front. Yeah, I mean, to include a hunchback, <laughs> you know, it gets thrown <laughs> into the mix. So I love the references. I love, you know, the, the second verse about, you know, like goblins and gremlins and zombies. Yeah. You know, he's just really throwing everything in there. And uh, I just think it's really fun and really underplayed. Like, yeah, I've never heard it before. I, I, like, I've heard of Buck Owens, but I've never heard that for song. For sure, yeah. Like, and, and I can imagine that it was a pretty big hit in the 70s and it just kind of like drifted off a little right. bit. We have so many bad Halloween songs. <laughs> you know so what I mean? There, many. There's only a few like really, you know, upper crust Halloween songs in my opinion. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to me that this isn't included more often and isn't played a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it definitely needs to be. Yeah. And it, it like you said, I mean, you could at least marry it with Monster Mash. If you're going to play Monster Mash once, you should play this one to match it. For sure. <laughs> Throw yeah, it yeah. into the mix. It, so. it, it gives me that fun, like, uh, country comedic vibe of someone like like uh, Ray Stevens. Did you? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for of course. Sure. Like... It, you know, it also kind of reminds Scooby-Doo. You know, we, yeah, we, we've yeah. brought up Scooby-Doo on the podcast before. It sounds like a Scooby-Doo song that would be in the background while they're, they're running, like running and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely gave me vibes like that. Because it was funny, while searching this, Ray Stevens popped up in the, you know, like in Related. Sure. I was like, I haven't thought about Ray Stevens in 15 he, years, probably. He has like a casino out here. 
Really? I think so. I think like he still like he does because like what it popped up, he did a quarantine song, and I listened <laughs> to it. And man, it just brings back so much nostalgia because he felt like he was like a looming kind of well, not looming. That sounds negative, but you know, he was just one of those pervasive things it's that was like yeah, yeah, all around my childhood. You know, mm. with like the streak and all oh, that. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, that kind of gives me that that his type of vibes. I could, I could see that. And uh, Buck Owens wrote that one. It was written by him and performed by Buck Owens and the Buckaroos, which I think is just a fantastic name for a group. <laughs> so be sure to check it out. It's um, it's a monster's holiday, and it's a is in parentheticals for some reason. Hmm, so for sure. we're, get, we're getting down, man. We're getting down to the the end here. Number two. Yes, we are at number two. Number two for me will be from the group Delta Ray. Oh, I know R- this. R A E, yeah, and uh, bottom of the river. You ever heard it? I think I've heard this one. Let's okay, play it for us. Broken Records, kind of one that just, I just came across, and I just love the vibe of it with like that sort of I don't even know how to explain it, but just like with the harmonization of them and like the chains and all that, mm. it just has like a spooky feel and the the whole vibe of of the lyrics of you know basically like tr- sounds like trying to drown somebody in the bottom of the river and all this has a very New Orleans kind of feel yeah. to me for some reason yeah for sure yeah. I could definitely see or that Bayou kind of yeah, yeah definitely and it's a cool video where like the main um I I think it's like two guys and two girls and they kind of they they go back and forth between who takes lead on which song mm-hmm. stuff but the one that takes lead on this she's like almost supposed to be i guess seen as like a witch kind of like going sure. salem witch trial type thing and they're taking her out to in hand in like, in like cuffs or like tied up in hands and everything and you know it's it's a really cool video too to check out but yeah it just has a really creepy tone and still feels very southern to me it feels uh pretty modern is it a recent yeah song? yeah it's a, it's another one that i'd say maybe like six seven years if, nice. if that yeah. i don't think it's even that old cool so i loved it <laughs> it's really cool and I, I think i don't know i think i'm not sure if they're from nashville or if they kind of live in nashville now but i know they've been in kind of this area some so very cool tell us the name and title one more time uh, it's delta ray r a-E, and it's uh, Bottom of the River. My number two. Let's hear it. We're going back to the 40s for this one. Oh. The 1940s, that is. Holy shit. Driving Nails in My Coffin by Mr. Ernest Tubbs. Oh, wow. My sweetheart has gone and I'm so lonely. She said that she and I were through. So I started out drinking for pastime. Driving nails in my coffin over you I'm just driving nails in my coffin Every time I drink a bottle of booze I'm just driving nails in my coffin Lordy, driving those nails over 
you. So yeah, this is this is classic nice. country. This is uh, straight up a guy drinking himself to death because <laughs> his his lover has left him, right? And there's no no coming back to it. Or oh yeah. And the iconography is you know literally each drink he's taking you know it's just like a nail in his coffin right yeah. he, he knows he's he's going to an early grave over this one and uh just i just love it i love i love the old school country stuff like mm. from the 40s and 50s it already sounds a little creepy just just being on its own era, like there's that, just a tone yeah. and feel to it and uh Ernest, mr tubbs he's from texas the songwriter is uh jerry irby who's mm. also from texas this was like a top 10 radio play. Really? That, you know, it was really popular at the time. I, I feel like people's sensibilities used to be a little a little more interesting than they are now. Like nah. people like party songs now. But uh, back in the day, we used to like songs that told stories and uh, maybe were a little that melancholy. Were and, yeah. 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 So, and, and it's funny because the tone is still kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's still kind of upbeat, but like the lyrics and what the, the story is actually about very bleak very yeah, bleak stuff for sure so, yeah it's time we're coming up to the end you had mentioned before we do our number ones to maybe do a couple of honorable mentions yeah stuff yeah. that didn't quite make the list yeah what you got for us um you know this is another one just real quick i'll throw a couple out here just with that same theme of True Blood uh, as this one that was on there. It's by a band Rusty Truck called Cold Ground. They don't know what they don't see behind closed doors. Is it real or just something we have ignored? Little wings have been clipped and bound and tied to That was when I kind of ventured back and forth, but it didn't have too much of a creepy vibe to me. It was, right. it was more just the element of True Blood. But I think it's still a really good song. There was another Delta Ray I almost picked called uh, "Come Back Alive." Call me back, darling, when you hear me call your name. If I can't hear you, I think somebody came. If I can't find you, I'll wait on down the hill. If you don't find me, I think you've been killed. If you don't find me, I'll run on down the road. Find me the sheriff, tell him what I know. Find me the preacher and pray for your soul. No safe place, child. No safe place, child. Which has a kind of creepy tone to it and everything, but Bottom of the River just won me over with more, it just had more elements that would be almost like horror related. So yep. I went with it. Any, have you ever heard of the band Ghoul Town? No. Okay. <laughs> Ghoul Town? Ghoul Town. Yeah. They do a lot of like, like Western country stuff, almost getting to like a, some rockabilly type stuff, but it's a, a lot of it is elements of like horror and everything. So, Pretty much any of their stuff you could pick. You can't really go wrong with any of their stuff. It, it's all pretty great. I like them, but none of their songs have ever 
I've never listened to them that closely to mm-hmm. be like, but everything of theirs I've heard, I like. I've just never listened to it that closely to be like that one specific song. Maybe it's because all of their stuff has a creepy vibe to it. And the only other thing was Jace Everett's Bad Things, which is the True Blood theme song. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> so, a fun song. Yeah. yeah I, but to me, that, that <laughs> didn't fit enough country to it and was more just about a seductive, beautiful woman right. than it was anything creepy. It just it has that relation. Basically, I took everything from True Blood. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, True Blood. I mean, it's it's one of the most iconic uh, Southern-themed horror yeah, things sure. we've had in recent years. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, that and Walking Dead, I guess. Yeah, kind of, you I know. guess. Yeah, true. But so, yeah. Walking Dead almost doesn't feel that Southern some of the mm. time, you know, while True Blood kind of is steeped in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Walking Dead for sure, too. What do you got? I have, I did think it would be, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Psycho. Don't you think I'm Psycho, Mom? You can pour me a cup. If you think I'm psycho, mama, better let him lock me up. Yeah, as one of for our sure. honorable mentions. I mean, we use that as basically our theme song uh, early on. Yeah. That's by Mr. Eddie Nowick. Yeah. And felt, it, felt it a little too on the nose to pick that one. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we've already featured it so much, but it's a great song. And Fantastic. Cool 60s country and... Uh, lyrically just a great story and everything that's what i love about country music is that they tell stories like uh-huh. the, the real country music so yeah psycho by eddie Nowick. and the other one uh i had was uh a little little more off the beaten path is country death song by the violent films come little daughter i will carry the lanterns we'll go out tonight we'll go to the caverns we'll go Oh, okay. Heard I've, I've heard of Violent Fans, but I haven't heard that yeah, song they, specifically. On one of their albums from the 80s, they have a song that's straight up a country song. Really? And it has like a banjo in it, and huh. it's in the lyrical tradition of old school country where it tells a story yeah. of child murder. Basically, really? you know, a family that's kind of on the outs and things that happen. And there's one point where it just it almost drops out where there's like no music. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You just hear like a bass going like boom, boom. Boom, boom. And then they all kick in at the same time. Really? And it's, just, it's such a great moment. And, I'll have to check that song out. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. And, and I saw the 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 lead singer and you know main guy, I guess, in uh, Violent Film Thims. His name is uh, Gordon Gano, and he's from New York. So that's that's one of the reasons I was like, I can't include this. Uh. This guy's from New York City. I can't. He can't be like in the top five of my country music songs. <laughs> We're up to well, our number one. Without further ado, what's your number one? My number one, I don't even have to break out the playlist. Um, this is another one that's kind of cliched. Oh. But uh, it's one that, again, goes back to my childhood that I kind of grew up with country. And it's one of those that always kind of resonated with me as being like really kind of unsettling oh, and I'm creepy. Intrigued. Yeah. And that's... Reba McIntyre's uh, The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. 
Oh, I mean, it's literally the story of <laughs> a sister murdering two people and her brother taking the fall and being hanged for it. Yeah. Is it originally her song? No. Uh, it's a cover, right? Yeah, because I know Vicki Lawrence from like the Carol Burnett show and Mama's Family had done it at one time. Really? And I think it even goes even further back before her. But yeah, yeah, it's a, definitely when Reba did it, it was a cover by artists before that. was that. a huge deal, I yeah, remember. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And it that became was one of her standards, I guess. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Right next to Fancy. but Yeah, actually, when you first brought it up, that was what was in my head. I was like, hold on, Fancy? Fancy, like, <laughs> you know, fancy, fancy was my name. <laughs> I mean, I love that song, but yeah, definitely not necessarily in the creepy. I mean, I guess it's kind of creepy since like a kid being prostituted and stuff but that's definitely <laughs> creepy but not not creepy in the sense of like horror not spooky yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah. but yeah that's my number one pick that was one that always kind of set with me and unsettled me and you know what it's talking about yeah and yeah so and in great uh poll because it it literally talks about a southern state for sure uh, yeah. you know what i mean like that's that's a really cool poll like yeah. especially for number one very cool uh, mine is another old country song. Let's Sorry. do it. No. Uh, this is uh, Angel of Death by Hank Williams, oh, Sr. Okay. When the lights all grow dim And the dark shadows creep And then your loved ones Are gathered to can you face them and say with your dying breath that you're ready to meet the angel of death? But yeah. Oh man, that <laughs> that take that makes me feel oddly nostalgic because it, it felt like the like kind of country gospel music I grew up listening to with my grandparents and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, had that vibe to it like that feels like what i'd be sitting in the car with my grandfather and he'd be listening to yeah my but one of my grandfathers really liked hank as well uh and i mean i, I don't know this the imagery and the the tone of his voice and yeah. everything and if you know anything about hank williams and uh, how he dies so young and yeah. basically drink himself to death i mean it's 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 just kind of a great alchemy for just a perfect soulful creepy country music song to right, me for sure and i i think uh i feel like this was used in frailty i think uh, a character is listening to this song and in, in the film frailty uh, but I, I, could, I, I could be mistaken I could, see, I could see that it's been yeah. a while since I, that was a good movie but um, it's been a while since i've seen that but yeah I, I mean honestly so much of hank williams catalog could kind of fall under this umbrella but this one specifically is dealing with the, the friggin' angel of death i mean right. the iconography of it and everything i yeah. just thought top tier you know and for sure hank is from alabama so i, I, I got i'm going for that pedigree here sometimes so top choice it. that was a great pick angel of death from hank Wayne. there, it there is. you have it that's well, our list what's your list let us know th there you go that's what i was gonna say yeah sorry you sorry i stepped, you nailed I stepped it. on you there but you nailed yeah. it while mocking me i liked it <laughs> no i wouldn't <laughs> do you there disagree was no, there was no bite in that at all <laughs> Uh, we always end the Holler Kings with a segment called Holler at Your Boys. Yeah! 
Alô, é boy já. This is completely open topic. What are we going to talk about today? We are going to discuss... I figured since... To keep in the tone with this, since it's kind of different from what we usually do, we should keep it in the same vibe. Um, and just kind of talk about music, maybe like... Especially music that's like horror related. Maybe not necessarily country. That kind of was a touchstone for us as kids or teenagers or even into our 20s possibly yeah. and just kind of discuss a little bit of that cool because I, I feel, feel like that's one thing we haven't discussed as much as music on here mm-hmm. i feel like that is very something that is usually impactful in people's lives um so yeah i figure we go with that maybe just kind of discuss Shooting some bands yeah yeah, yeah cool. definitely Because I, I don't know what kind of music you really listen to all that much. Do you have a lot of music that you could pull, talk about that was well, horror related maybe or anything? I, I mean, my music tastes are pretty vanilla and pretty standard issue, especially if we're talking about growing up. Because, I mean, as a kid, I just liked whatever MTV was playing. I, okay. I, I didn't well, have any I mean, real, you know. I, I know. I think I've seen around here you talk about a little bit, like, the Misfits and stuff like that. They definitely have, a like, a horror vibe to them and Absolutely. stuff. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not claiming to be, like, a top-tier Misfits fan. Right. Because, I mean... Uh, occasionally it's kind of like when um you know there's that bad thing that happens where like an attractive woman wears like a band t-shirt and right, like people yeah. will like assault them basically going yeah. like oh you like the ramones give me three ramones songs right you know, like, they'll yeah. do, like someone could probably do that to me with the misfits with the, okay. where they would be like oh yeah you like the misfits well uh what's your top six album like if they did something <laughs> like that i'd be like oh, like i'd struggle oh a little you bit. just named the mainstream stuff okay right. yeah sure and like that's the thing with the misfits is <laughs> I, i'm not a deep cuts guy with them yeah. but i i love just the idea of it and mm-hmm. i love the iconography i love the crimson ghost yeah um and there there are some of their um their songs that i discovered as a teenager where it's like um that was really revelatory to me because You know, they, they were doing songs like literally called Return of the Fly and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like like just movie, horror movie titles and stuff. Yeah. To me, that was really cool at the time. And it's still neat. Oh, uh, for sure. And for me, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with The Misfits, but Last Caress. I'm vague. Like, I know a little bit about them. I've listened to some of their stuff. actually used that in bruiser that 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 song was okay, was in bruiser yeah. a little bit uh but to me last caress is just like hallmark of horror music i mean it's right. just but um i just i love danzig's like crooner persona when mm-hmm. he's in the misfits and everything i like I, i i don't know i just so yeah last caress i for the misfits i think is like top tier probably one of my favorite songs in general like yeah. you know what did you ever get into stuff like i mean like Cooper or anything, Alice Cooper or anything like that. Oh, I mean, especially just like, you know, cause he did what, what's the song he did for Friday six? Is it behind the mask? Behind right? the, yeah. the man behind the mask. The man behind the mask. Yeah. yeah.
definitely stuff like um be my frankenstein and, yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah. or then you can even get into like bands like uh what was a band that did the dream warrior song for nightmare on elm street 3 Dokken. yeah docking 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 yeah <laughs> but i mean yeah you get there's a bunch you you have to find a bunch of movie uh, music like that that was so connected to those movies back in the day especially like the metal kind of that's true like uh misfits are kind of like a punk metal hybrid a little bit and yeah then for th- sure that kind of leads into metal like that last caress sounds like it should be on the soundtrack of like return of the living dead or something absolutely good call yeah, like there's a lot of like cool kind of like metal punk hybrids of the '80s. That or anything trauma related. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure. without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, yeah, Dream Warriors. That is that is also top tier. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great banger. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What about you? You haven't really... Oh, yeah. I guess I could talk about me, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> the the main, like, sort of horror-related music uh, that I kind of ventured into, um, this was probably... This was kind of around that time where you were talking about kids starting to rebel from what their parents listened True. to. Because I got a lot into rap, like, especially like when I got of that age and got into stuff like... Bone Thugs and Harmony, West Side Connection. You know, this was that crazy time of era when, like, No Limit was huge and Master P and everything. So I, I got really obsessed with that. And then I got introduced to a little band called uh, the Insane Clown Posse. Yeah, which, I mean, I, I know very little about them outside of, like, people dunking on them. Like, yeah. Because like, they became kind of a punchline a lot of times. Like, with the What is Magnets? Oh, you yeah, know what I'm the talking Miracle about? Song. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I kind of, that hit me at a moment where I was just getting into horror. The music I listened to, while I really loved it, and I still love it. There was that disconnect because I didn't grow up on the streets or anything sure. like that. And so to get this music that came into my life that was basically, I mean, it's basically like a horror movie in like a four or five minute song. Yeah, yeah. And you were talking about how, you know, the old school country of like telling stories. A lot of ICP songs, they're telling stories. Mm. I mean... I mean, really, you got songs like uh, The Toy Box, which is about a kid who makes all these warped uh, toys that murder his classmates. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. Bang, bang, hammer and twist. Nobody knows I exist, and I'm pissed. But I won't be mentally scarred. Instead, I make toys, toys of the graveyard. Monday, ring the bell. It's all about show and tell. Might as well show all these bastards just what I got. Yo, check out my toy box. You know, you got crazy stuff like that. Um, you got, like, Dead Body Man is just a guy serial killer who talks about living with all these dead bodies and everything well it's what uh yeah i mentioned um in our wrong turn episode one of the reasons i picked it was because of pat oswalt uh recommending it on his podcast Mm -hmm. and it's funny because with insane clown posse he brought them up recently on a podcast because uh he was talking about how you know he regrets like a lot of a lot of times you'll like dogpile on something because it becomes part of like a cultural 
like snowball effect where, you know, one person dunks on it and everybody just kind of joins in. Yeah. And he, he stated, you know, that basically inclane sound, inclane, <laughs> insane clown posse was something that he would like make fun of a lot mm-hmm. without ever really bothering to like learn anything about them. Yeah. Like he would make fun of like the gathering of the juggalos or yeah. just the terminology and, but uh, that, you know, he felt bad that like he had contributed to that because he found out in later years that, you know, it was kind of a very inclusive group and that yeah. it was all about kind of like a lot of people that felt like outcast and didn't really fit in in one spot this was kind of an umbrella they could get under and everyone kind of had a shared experience yeah. and everything and um, yeah it definitely it definitely had that positive effect on me because as someone who was never like part of the cool kids sure. or anything like that who was always socially kind of awkward just like i don't know what to do with my hands when i'm talking to people <laughs> um it definitely gave me an, a positive outlet to say, like, just, I mean, just be, don't worry about being a part of that instead of like having in like desperation trying to be a part of them or anything like that. And it honestly, that helped me connect to pe- like, I was never like best friends with like any of the jocks or popular kids, but because I kind of did my own thing and was just honest with who I was and just kind of didn't care about them but i didn't like shit on them or hate them sure like i would talk to them and be friendly with them like i never had any problems in high school because i i didn't have that desperation for popularity or trying to be someone i'm not um and i I, that so much of that came from icp because they're like dude we're like scrubs who are shitted on and been hated our whole life but i mean we own it that's kind of who we are so after getting into icp it kind of branches out you have uh the genre of music it goes by many names horror rap horrorcore uh wicked shit there's a bunch of different <laughs> there's a bunch of different names for this genre of music but it's I think, I think i could be in the genre of wicked shit <laughs> craig garrett busting out with his wicked shit <laughs> also acid rap yeah it just kind of there's all these terms for the umbrella of just like mm. kind of the stuff that icp does making like rap music about like horrific things and like i said mo- you get into a lot of horrorcore and it's kind of just violent or anything like that just for the sake of it yeah i always liked how icp would like tell like i said tell like fantasy stories it felt very much like a horror movie that's cool yeah so do you think that kind of helped shape uh the types of horror movies you like and stuff or is it kind of totally separate um i'm sure it did to a degree well, they didn't, they never really necessarily, I mean, I, I definitely guess with ICP getting into like being more interested in like horror comedies and stuff, yeah. you watch like a trauma movie and it definitely feels like the ICP is a personification of like a trauma movie and like a, cause they're silly and crazy and like you said, heightened like a trauma sure. movie is. So yeah, I'd definitely say that probably at least at that time kind of piqued my interest into getting more like if nothing else just trying to find stuff that was more obscure and not like just like mainstream mm. horror because we used to go rent from movie gallery all the time and they had like a huge selection of movies and like just really oddball obscure stuff that you'd never heard of before <laughs> so I, I i definitely say that kind of played yeah. a part of it for sure nice Dark Lotus was a group that was like all of them together. It was like ICP, Twisted, Blaze, and 
a um, couple other ones. So th- they had a bunch of different stuff like that. And they they were actually uh, they were like buddies with the Misfits and stuff. Oh, nice! Like they did a movie back in like 1999 or something mm. like that called Big Money Hustlers, <laughs> and uh, a, a, some of the Misfits were in it. Just had like a small part in it. Fun, yeah. So. Yeah. Big big money hustlers. That's loosely based on my life story. <laughs> yes, it's, it's said based on Craig. <laughs> well, there you have it. That's uh, some of our musical origins yeah, slash sure. taste, and might be something we revisit down the line. Talk talk a little bit more about groups we like. I like doing the the top five too. Yeah. We have to think of some more ideas for um, other top fives that we can sure. count down into. What did you guys think? Let us know yeah. on our social media handles at the Holler Kings on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we're thehollerkings at gmail.com. If you want to drop us an email, we'd love to, to read all about it. And finally, we have a YouTube channel, The Holler Kings. Easy to find. Thank you guys for listening. Adam, thank you for participating. Thank you for having me, sir. Until next time. Sorry, what? Holler at your boys. I, I thought you I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>